Thank you for the scriptures, Lord. You have not left us in the dark along the way. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, a hunger for truth and, and thirst for wisdom, that we may receive your word and, let it, and live it out in our lives, in our families, in our communities, in our nation, and in the world. Amen. Paying the imperial tax to Caesar. Later they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. But you teach the way of, the, of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, Who image is it, whom, Whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar's what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Mike St. Dennis. I'm the associate pastor here at All Souls Fellowship. Welcome to you, especially those who are new and visiting with us this morning. We're so glad that you're here. It is our practice at All Souls that every month that has five Sundays in it, on that fifth Sunday, uh, we gather together in a time of everybody worshiping together. So instead of the kids and the youth going down uh, to their classes like they might ordinarily do on the fifth Sunday, we spend our time in worship together. And I say that to you because adults, I'll primarily be talking to the teenagers and the kids today, uh, and not to you, but hopefully they, you can pay attention. And if you don't, kids, give them a flick to keep them awake. Uh, if the passage that just was read for us contains uh, you know, one of Jesus' most memorable quotes, uh, and one that is often... Uh, really sensitive, controversial, highly debated about what does it mean. Uh, it's there in verse 17 where Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. And so this passage here is used, and you know the debate, is uh, what's the appropriate relationship to taxes, to the government, what are the things of God, and what are the things of man, a sacred and secular divide, uh, what do we owe to God, what do we owe to others? Uh, many have spent a lot of time trying to unpack what Jesus is getting at here. But I want to submit to you that the whole point of this passage is not the peace that we remember. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. This kind of reluctance, obedience, and participation in the state or in the culture around us. But that the most important piece here and what Jesus is trying to get at is to get at answering the question, to whom do you belong? Whose are you? He takes the coin, the denarius, and sees Caesar's image on it, asking the people whose image is this, and they say, well, that is Caesar the king. 
the ruler, and he says, well, if it's got his picture on it, give it back to him, but whose picture is on you? And whatever or whoever bears God's image, give that back to God. That's what we're going to look at this morning. Again, what I want to suggest to us here is that that we take this verse and put it back into the context of what's going on in his life. I really don't think Jesus is getting into our relationship with taxes and with the government, but we will talk about that briefly in a minute. Uh, Because what's going on in the life of Jesus is he's entered into Holy Week, the last week of his life. It began with Palm Sunday when he entered in proclaiming himself uh, to be the king, allowing the people around them, no longer silencing them and hiding his identity, but allowing it to be put on full display. And as he enters into the city in this last week, he is inviting and provoking more and more controversy. And so I don't think it's the case that Jesus steps aside here to teach us everything there is to know about the government or about taxes or about our relationship with money, but rather that this story and this teaching to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to give to God what is God's is part of his bigger and deeper and more important teaching that's taking place in this week of his life. That through Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection, God has purchased us back to himself. And if we bear the image of God and his likeness, if he has purchased us and won us to himself, then let us give all of who we are to him. Look again with me at the passage and the way that it sets up here. Later, they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. Cue Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. (laughs) All right, that one was a little forced, guys. The Pharisees and the Herodians getting together. This is like Georgia fans and Auburn fans getting together to overthrow the evil empire of Alabama. The Herodians on the one side were sympathizers to the Romans. They said the Romans are in charge here. We might as well cooperate with them and do what they say. Life will be easier for us if we do that. So pay the taxes. And the Pharisees on the other hand were opposed to the Romans. Uh, the pro-Jewish group who wanted nothing to do with Rome and its culture, with its governors or with its money. And now here, these two separate groups have joined together. Why? To catch Jesus. To lay a trap. To get rid of him. As the adage goes, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But Jesus smells out the trap. They come and they ask him, teacher... We know that you're a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay, attention to, you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. They're buttering him up with flattery, fluffing him up so that he'll give in to the trap when they ask a yes or no question. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. 
this imperial tax began in the year 6 AD when Israel became a Roman province and part of the empire. And part of being in the empire meant paying taxes back to Caesar, practicing your allegiance to him. And so you would use this coin called a denarius, which had a picture of Caesar Tiberius on one side with the inscriptions that read Caesar or the king of Rome, son of Augustus, the son of God. And on the backhand side, it read the inscription, High Priest. And so a part of Israel coming in under Roman occupation and authority is coming in to proclaim that Caesar is the king, the son of God, and the high priest. And there on that coin, the graven image, an offense to Israel's sensibilities and the violation of the second commandment, calling Caesar the son of God a violation of the first commandment to have no other gods before them. Israel did not want to pay the tax. In fact, in that year 6 AD, a man from Galilee named Judas brought a band of rebels up to cleanse the temple of the Romans. Telling the people, rise up and don't pay the taxes, overthrow the occupiers. And then the occupiers rushed in, squashing this rebellion. And then five years before this incident, uh, another rebellion took place as Pilate marched his troops into the city, into Jerusalem, with shields, with the same inscriptions and pictures on it, once again proclaiming that Caesar is not just king, but the son of God. And the high priest, at which time the people in Jerusalem protested, revolted, refused to go about everyday actions. They didn't tend to their farms. They waited until Pilate relented and withdrew. The controversy, the tension over politics and over the promises of God and the religion of Israel is all there. But the question that's posed to Jesus is not one done in good faith. Jesus knows their hypocrisy. They aren't interested in his answer. They're just looking to trap him. What do you do when you come upon a trap? What do you do in our age when we confront our culture and the people around us and everything is being reduced to binary options where nuance and understanding is taken away and it's just choose between two not-so-great options. How do we respond? Do we give into the trap, into the flattery, into the, the pundits on TV who promote their side saying, all of the wise and intelligent and thoughtful people, of course, vote this way, make these choices, give their lives to these endeavors. Jesus smelling the trap, he doesn't take the bait. He doesn't put himself into their binary categories. He doesn't submit himself to their agenda, but has something greater in mind. And Jesus engages the crowd rather than dismissing them. There's great uh, humor in this passage as the people ask him, should we pay with this coin or not? 
The coin that Jesus says, it not only belongs to Caesar, but comes from his own treasury and his own riches and wealth. This one who proclaims to be king and son of God and high priest. And yet Jesus, who is making the same claims about himself, reaches into his pockets and has not a coin to show. But he draws in. Entering into the conflict and engaging in the apparent controversy to ask questions and to listen and to draw out uh, their own hearts. Looking at them, he says, bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And when they bring the coin, he asks them, whose image is on this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they reply. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's. But give to God what is God's. And they were amazed. More than just uh, politics and the simple yes or no question that is posed to Jesus. Jesus is putting the question back on us. If this coin belongs to Caesar, if his image is on it, of course it belongs to him. But whose image is on you? And where is God's image in this world? And if God's image is on you, then what does it mean to give back to him all of who you are? Jesus does something significant here in the passage that we don't miss in our, or that we miss easily in our English translations. As they propose the question to him, they use the word uh, give, talking about uh, paying a, a gift or a tribute unto somebody else. But when Jesus responds to them, he doesn't use their same words and their same questions and the same word here, but changes it. So they're saying that our money, who has a right to it? Who should we offer a gift? Who should we condescend to, to open up to, to pay out of our riches? Where does our allegiance, out of our sense of control, go? And what Jesus points out to them, that the coin is, is Caesar's, he also changes the word to say give back, repay, return. If the coin has Caesar's image on it, and if it's come from him, then give it back to him. And where do you come from? What is the source of your life? What is the source of call for you? Where do your allegiances lie? Where do your gifts come from? Return to God. Give back to God. Repay to God that which is his. In this last week of Jesus' life, he is trying to get us to center ourselves on what he has done, what he is about to do, his mission and his purpose to purchase us back by his own life, death, and resurrection, emptying himself in obedience even to the state, suffering on the cross, that you and I might be returned back to God. And when we do that, we can participate. We can come to the ordinary, everyday questions about how we relate to government and to relationships and to our work and to all these other things. Once we know whose we are. 